0: Hey guys and welcome to Nitty Gritty and Scenic City
1: podcast. My name is Anna and I'm Sarah and we are so excited for this second episode with you guys. We have a special guest Lauren Garmini on with us today (laughs) and we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. So if you don't know what the Enneagram is pause this podcast right now go to Google and search Enneagram because we're not gonna be doing a lot of background talking about this subject. We're just gonna dive right in and get down to the nitty gritty about the Enneagram with Lauren Garmony. So we're just gonna let Lauren say a few words about herself.
2: Hey guys, I'm Lauren. I am a junior in college and hopefully I get to help you guys expand on what the Enneagram means to me
0: today. So, me and Lauren met in middle school, and (laughs) I was a new student. Um, I'm from Medina. We're from Medina, Tennessee. I don't know. Y'all probably don't know where that is, but um, it's like four hours away from Chattanooga, um, and I was new. I had just came from Memphis, Tennessee, so I was terrified, (laughs) and I was coming into a fourth grade classroom and basically how we met was she said that she liked my frog shirt and I was like because I was really into frogs (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) I'm
1: like wait Anna was
0: into frogs (laughs) yeah and so she complimented my frog shirt and then gave me a book that we were reading and so I sat beside her and then I was like this girl must really want to be my friend. <laughs>
1: really like frogs. <laughs> and
0: so, um, she sat beside me at lunch in middle school and that's basically where our friendship began and we're friends we've been friends for at least like a decade now, so <laughs> it's been a while. That's a long
1: time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget the times we were sitting on the school bus and we would jam out to hey stephen By Taylor Swift, and we would just talk about those crushes that didn't mean anything in middle school, and just, we didn't have a
1: care of life. We were just like, we're living. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I actually met Lauren in college, so we've only known each other for, I guess, what, three years now? But when I first met her, we weren't super close. Um... We were both part of the same organization on-campus crew, and that's how we met. And I would say, like, we were acquaintances, but we weren't really, like, hardcore. And you can you can yeah. talk, too, and you can be like, <laughs> no, we weren't really friends. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't really friends until, I feel like, this past summer. Yeah. Like, we knew each For other, sure. and we, like, knew about each other, but we weren't close. Like, she didn't know serious things about my life. I didn't know serious things about her life until, like, this past summer. And it's been really nice. I feel like it's been nice yes. to, like, grow. Yes. I feel like I've grown as a person since, Over. since like, since we became closer. Like, I just feel like I've, like, grown as a person. I feel like that was a time where, like, I just got really serious about, like, who I was spending time with. Yeah. And I don't know. I just – I feel like it's been a fun time. We haven't really been super close for very long, but – it's been nice. It's been a good time. <laughs> it's been a good time. Like, it's not 10 years or anything, but I feel like <laughs> it's been good. It. So to start off our discussion
0: about the Enneagram, I think it's good to just go around and tell each other our numbers and, like, um, and again, this is like a personality test, so you get a number. Um, so, Lauren, what number on the Enneagram are you? I am a four wing five. Okay, what does that mean? Like, what is that called? Okay, so since I'm a
2: four, I am an individualist or a romantic, depending on where you get your um, source information from. But I also have a wing, which also contributes, like, personality traits to your number, Mm -hmm. and so I am a wing five.
1: Okay,
0: cool. And so, me and Sarah are actually the same number, but I'll let her talk about her number. I'm... I'm a two, which is basically, it's called a helper, and then I'm a wing three, which is called performer,
1: so. And I'm also a two, which is the helper, and I'm also a wing three. Um, I feel like I more associate the wing three part with, like, the achiever, because that's, like, where I feel like a lot of my associated characteristics come from, is just from, like, achieving and like wanting to do that but yeah so if you don't know your Enneagram take a test learn all about yourself it's a lot of fun um so Lauren what's one thing you feel like people don't understand about being a four Oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a hard question yeah
2: there's a lot to say about that I feel but I think initially people think of fours and they think of this person who's like you know sad and like very moody all the time and is just you know low-key (laughs) depressy all the time but um in reality it's really not like that um I think being a four means being able to, to connect with like all range of your emotions like and being comfortable with like showing that and being vulnerable with others and pursuing that in your like outside relationships too
0: i don't yeah i wasn't gonna say say, did you have anything to say Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah are there any like characteristics that you feel like are really strongly exhibited in your personality like from fours oh for sure i think people
2: assume too that all fours are like very artistic which cannot be true for a lot of people but i think that i like seek art very much as like an outlet For myself and I also think that since I am like deeply connected to like all my emotions I can empathize with others like very easily and very well
1: okay okay um do you want to talk more about like your wing and how you feel like that's manifested in your personality yeah um I think so a
2: wing five is an investigator and so
0: five is part of the Mind
2: triad?
0: I I think so. I'm not don't count me on That's that, like, but yeah. like
1: head, right? Yeah. There's like mm-hmm. the heart, the head
2: and the gut. The gut, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So wink five is part of the mind triad and where four is a part of the heart triad. So it's very much like a contradiction, but in a way it like balances out because Initially, when I'm, like, making decisions, I very much go to my feelings instead of looking at, like, the logistics of it or why it makes sense. But um, I think with a wing five, it brings a desire to learn and just seek out a lot of knowledge about things when making those, like, important life decisions.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing that you said about your number um, that I think is, like, really similar to twos is that when we both walk into a room, like, we automatically feel, like, this vibe from people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, a magic power that <laughs> yes. sometimes oh, you sure. have. I
1: have a superpower. <laughs>
0: but you walk into a room and you're, like, I know when someone's upset or I know, like, for me, I know exactly what they need in that moment. Or, or I feel like I do. Sometimes I get it wrong. Like, most of the time I get it wrong. <laughs> but, like, I feel like I know what they need. And so I feel like for you you emotionally know what they need. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just... Like, me is more like I physically... Like, for physical needs, I'm like, I'm there. But emotionally, I feel like you are able to feel that a lot um, more than twos can.
1: I feel like one of the hardest parts about that is, like, walking into a room knowing that this person needs something and them not being, like, accepting of that. Mm -hmm. Like, offering, like, hey, I'm here to do this for you. Like, I can totally help you out here and then being like no I'm good and it's just like oh my heart just like hurts I'm like I'm just here to help you like I'm doing it because I love you and they're Mm. like no I'm good
0: (laughs) yeah that's another thing with like fours they aren't as pushy as twos are like
1: (laughs) you're just like I'm
0: here and if you want me I'm here but like for twos we're just like if when you need me is when I'm important, so you better, like, need, need me, me right soon. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just weird that you can be in the same. Like, we're both part of the heart trad. So, like, mm-hmm. we both feel with our heart, but, like, in different ways. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I know this is, like, a touchy subject for some people, but sin, yeah, sin is brokenness. <laughs> um, but basically, like when you go like when you read the book each number has like a deadly sin um and I don't know I just thought it was something that we should talk about because it's something that keeps us away from God Mm -hmm. and it's kind of just like a broken like we think of like the personality test as a way to um describe how perfectly we are designed but then you get to sin and you're like oh yeah like we're broken (laughs) and we do have sin Um, But, Lauren, can you tell us about your deadly sin and how that kind of, like, manifests in, like, your life in general? For sure. So the four's deadly sin is envy.
2: Oh. (laughs) Let's just take a moment of silence for that one because, you know, big yikes. But with envy, I think a lot of people assume it's, like, a synonym for, like, jealousy. Mm -hmm. But one thing that is different from jealousy is that envy – is wanting what someone else has, but also them not having it. Mm -hmm. You want it to be taken away from them. Yeah. So it's a little bit deeper than that. And as far as, like, how it manifests into my life, it's something that you can hide very well, Mm -hmm. which is, like, very dangerous. And if you don't, you know, watch that and tend to your sin, it can manifest into your, like, friendships and your relationships and can become very toxic very easily.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the core sin of twos is actually pride, and Lauren had just brought up a really good connection between the core sins of, like, mine and Anna's numbers and between her numbers, so I'm just going to let her explain that to you guys.
2: Yeah, so with envy and pride, I feel as though envy is very much a product of pride in that I think that I am more deserving of something that somebody else has and that they are less deserving of it in a way. So it's like making that call.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was even thinking about like pride is like every other sin is kind of a product of pride if we look at it that way because we feel like we deserve God's love and we deserve Um we deserve more things than we do and it causes us to not run to him because we think that we deserve something that we don't but also we think that we're more deserving of grace than we really are and that's kind of the beautiful thing about grace is like it's not something that we earn and I think pride just kind of ruins what grace actually is um so yeah Yeah, and
2: going off of that, I feel like, like, as a four, with envy, it's, like, not necessarily, like, outward appearance or, like, very, like, vain things like that. It's, like, oh, look at this person's spiritual gift. Like, look how well they connect with others and Mm -hmm. serve others. And so, like, with that, it's, like, I need something to stand out in God's eyes. Yeah. To, like, so that I am not overlooked, so that he truly like, sees me for who I am. Mm
1: -hmm. That's really, really interesting. Um, I think one thing that Anna said earlier was about, like, personality tests and how, like, they're, like, usually made to make you feel, like, perfect and how you are exactly designed this way. But I think it's wonderful how, like, the Enneagram shows you, like, how, like, we we may all be different, but we're all, like, so undeserving of God's love and, like, all the different ways that, like... We are different, but still exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I guess for me, as far as, like, being a two and, like, struggling with the core in of pride, is just, like, how I think, oh, all these other people are so needy. Like, they have so many needs that need to be met. Like, how am I ever going to do all this? But then it's, like, when I look at myself, it's, like, oh, I don't have needs. Or, like, I overlook my needs. And I feel like that's how pride, like plays a part and can attribute to, like, how other people see you because you don't want to be seen as, like, somebody who is arrogant, obviously. But, like, also, like, how you see yourself. Just, like, how you can let pride just eat away at yourself. And it's not very pretty ever. And not a lot of people don't usually see it upon looking at you, but it's just, like, pride can just eat away at everything.
0: Absolutely. And, like... I feel like how you view yourself could also, like, come in to how you view God, and I think a big thing for me is, like, performance-based, like, for twos, I know it's not always with fours, but for twos, like, I feel like I need to be needed in a room, and when I'm not, I feel useless, and also I feel like, like, no, I'm undeserving of that love, um, but the beautiful thing of the gospel is that twos can rest and I don't know what your kind of like four's messages but like mm-hmm. twos can rest in knowing that like I don't need to be needed like I'm like God needs me or he doesn't need me but God is using me in a way um that like I don't have to perform for God and I don't have to use other people's needs um to make them be my friend like I can just simply come and be myself and that's enough so like for fours what do you think like that your gospel centered message is Mm -hmm.
2: I think my gospel centered message just to sum it up is that God sees me and he hears me for exactly who I am Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the time I have this mindset of I have to be unique. I There mm-hmm. has to be something about me that just stands out from the rest um, in order to be valued and in order to be just, I guess, treasured in mm-hmm. a way. And so that affects how I view me and God's relationship a lot because I'm like, oh, like I'm overlooked in a sense. Mm-hmm. So
1: you want to be told that you're special and that you're yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> oops. <me I'm> pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. One of the things I feel like in regards, to, like what Anna was saying, is just like, as a two, you want to be needed and you want to be attentive to like the needs of others. But like, there's nothing that God needs from me. Like, mm. there's no need of gods that there's no need of gods that I can meet. Like, there's nothing that I can do. To make him love me more, to make him love me less. like Which makes me feel crazy sometimes. Yeah, I'm literally like, like, I'm like, what do I do? Then it's like, I just come and sit here. Like, there's nothing I can do to, do, to affect him at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to me. I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting here. Like, I know there's nothing I can do, but I want to so badly. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's something you feel too, or.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel that, but like there's, like, times in my walk with Christ where I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I'm never, I don't know. Like, there's times where God calls me to, like, be silent and rest, and I feel like, well, Lord, like, is that going to be enough for just my walk with Christ? Which, not to say that, like, your walk with Christ is, like, one whole action of, like, desiring and choosing Him, but there are times when God is just, like, just you is enough for for me and it just kind of blows my mind because like it's crazy. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> like what do you mean just me? Uh, yeah,
0: you're just like without all these things that I'm doing for people like what am I, you know? And yeah. I think that was one of the questions in the book is like when no one needs me, like who am I? And yeah. I don't know. Mm. It just wrecked me it's just,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to think about. Um Um, One thing we do want to say about the Enneagram as a whole is just, like, you're not going to fit perfectly into any type. And second of all, like, we don't want this to to become something that, like, you use as justification for, like, any action or any feeling. I feel like that's something that in the quote-unquote Enneagram culture (laughs) that we have right now is just, like oh, I, I'm this way because I'm this number, or I did this, or I acted this way because this is who I am. And that's just using, basically, it's saying your, in, your identity is the Enneagram number that you are. And second of all, it's saying, like, it's justified because that's my personality, and I can't do anything about it. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts no. about that, but it's yeah. just, like, something that I've grown to become, like, mm-hmm. agitated about because sure. I don't know it's just yeah. like
2: like for me when I was first introduced to the Enneagram I was like very skeptic about it because I'm the like, type of person that's like you can't box me in like I can't possibly be one thing the
1: individualist yeah <laughs> exactly
2: I'm like I am I am diverse you know <laughs> but you know in reality we're actually not as different as we would like to think ourselves to be but like going along with that, I think we are very much immersed in a culture that's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a six, so that's why I'm blah 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 blah. Like, you know, fill in the blank. And yeah. it's like, don't use that to justify your toxic actions, you know? <laughs> Everybody seems just, just admit that yeah. like Like, we all struggle know. with things. So
1: yeah.
0: Did okay. you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on this? I, I was just gonna say that I agree with both of what you said, but like um yeah we we're not really here for like people being like so I just like <laughs> quit my job because I'm a four like I just need to be different like we yeah, ain't for that different or <laughs> yeah.
2: I was
1: aggressive and like started this fight because I'm an eight and I'm the challenger because I that's just who I am I'm just yeah. like yeah
0: like you can't really excuse your actions for the enneagram um But I mean, not to say I have heard people just straight up be like, since I'm a two, I'm just, or since I'm an eight or whatever number, I'm just going to do this. But so Lauren, when it comes to relationships, what do you like coming from your Enneagram number? Like, what do you feel like you need out of friends?
2: I think the number one thing I need um, in my friendships is like authentic connection. And so (laughs) The problem with that is, is that um, when I am stressed out, I tend to withdraw from, like, usually all of my relationships. And sometimes I, you know, don't even notice that that is something I tend to do um, in those, like, stressful situations. But um, going along with it, I know this is something that a lot of people relate to, but not everyone, you know, obviously understands it. But um, anxiety is also, like, a very big part of that. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of people either just don't fully understand or they don't try to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, like, very hard to, like, I don't want to feel like I have to explain myself every single time I feel, you know, anxious. Yeah. Sure. I think going off of that, too, like, and a part of, like, maintaining, like, adult friendships is saying, you know, upfront like, Hey, like this is something I struggle with and I like just want to explain that to you, you know, out of respect for you that sometimes, you know, I can't show up to events. I can't partake um in some things, you know, because of this thing that I struggle with. Um but also I think it gets very exhausting um feeling like you have to explain yourself every single time it happens. You know, it's not something you can predict or, like, necessarily, you know, control, like,
1: all of the time. And Okay, so now that we've talked about some things that you desire to get out of your relationships, what is one thing or just a few things that you feel like you bring to the table when it comes to relationships?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I can connect with people's emotions very easily, and I can feel them very deeply. So, I think that also comes, like, into the whole like spiritual gifts thing like I feel like um I do have like a spiritual gift of like mercy and so like I can easily like relate with other people when they're going through things um I think that's also like really important in like friendships my relationship with my parents family and you know like romantic wise if we ever get there (laughs) (laughs) you know thinking ahead (laughs) um but being a four I think it also means like really enjoying and like savoring like the finer things in life like I'm very like detail oriented um I think I do kind of see the world in a like unique lens I guess is
0: how you could say that but yeah yeah I was just gonna say that I one thing that I've noticed about like Lauren and how it, like, comes out in her Enneagram number is, like, I feel like I can walk into a room and be, like, fully known by her, but also not, like, her not pushing to find out my emotions. Like, I feel like she already knows, but she doesn't force me to talk about them, and I think that's been, like, the sweetest gift of our friendship is, like, being able to sit in silence, and just know that, like I don't have to say enough or do enough, and just kind of just sit there. Um, so it's like yeah. Having
1: your own like emotional place where you feel like anything you feel is okay. Mm-hmm. Like you come in and you're just like it doesn't matter what you're feeling right now. Like we we can talk about it. We can not talk about it. Like
0: yeah,
1: just. Being who you are is okay here, yeah,
0: and I was gonna say, like with Lauren, like my feeling like not talking about it doesn't mean ignoring my feelings, like it always means like we're gonna address them, but we're not going to talk about them, yeah. but it's not in a like ignoring way it's more of like I know what you're feeling, which sounds kind of creepy, <laughs> but it actually we're means a creepy. lot to me. <laughs> So, yeah, that's just our friendship.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening to our first podcast episode with special guest Lauren Garmini. We're so glad that she was able to come and talk to us about the Enneagram today. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all she has to say. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Say goodnight! Goodnight! (laughs) So clearly we've had some fun today recording this episode. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree. (laughs) They're not making noise. (laughs) So So we thought it would be funny to share some of the bloopers that were made um, that didn't make the cut for today's episode. Um, So if you need a good laugh, just keep on listening. (laughs) Hey guys, and welcome to <laughs> the that today. Oh my no. god.
2: So like, fours are really known, like, for doing really big romantic gestures. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know. Uh, okay, so like this one time... I went up <laughs> to the guy I had a huge crush on, and this is recently. Okay, I'm this listening. was a. <laughs> if you're listening.
0: This wasn't no middle school. This was like
2: college. last semester of college. <laughs> and basically, I walked up to this boy and I was like, <clears throat> "You like jazz?" Just kidding. I didn't say that, but I did tell him that I was allergic to barbecue, which I am not, by the way. I was allergic to barbecue. <laughs> exactly. Exactly the point. I thought I was being smooth. Definitely was not smooth.
0: So, um, what's worse, ladies and gentlemen, telling your crush that you like jazz or telling him that you're allergic to barbecue?
1: Let I us know.
2: know. <laughs> DM me your votes. <laughs> please. Yes, please.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Hear me out, though. <laughs> what would happen if you tried all 31 flavors of Baskin-Robbins ice cream? That's it. That's all. If you know, you know. If you don't, DM us. <laughs> You're literally pulling a hernia and oh, trying to kill <laughs>